It's time for Dents and Dreams, a painless dent repair podcast focusing on how you can use the fruits of this wonderful trade we call PBR to achieve your wildest dreams. I'm John Bideen, your friendly neighborhood dent reaper and host of Dents and Dreams. Now, let's get started. Let's get started indeed. Today we got a great, great, great show. Uh, none other than Mr. Chris White of Kiko and Danny Hacker of Kiko. How are we doing today, guys? What's going on, guys? Good. Good, good. Great to have you. Always great to see you guys. And uh, yeah, I mean... Let's not beat around the bush. The reason we're all gathered here today, uh, <laughs> we're all gathered here today. Uh, I'm actually coming down to Oklahoma City to do a GPR certification training at uh, your wonderful facility there in uh, Oklahoma City. And that is, is that taught by you yourself, Danny Hacker? Yeah, and uh, I think uh, who else is coming? Jonathan's coming down, right? Jonathan, Jonathan Van den Fontine, himself, the the raging Belgian. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that'd be a great time, and I hope uh, you bring a lot of your buddies with you there, John. Well, I mean, everybody's invited. I think uh, you know. Obviously, you got to do. Do they go to uh, KikoTabs.com and sign up? For the training right there on on your website or they just call or what's the yeah, best it, way to get signed up website. it's it's on the website it's going to be under uh gpr training in uh, oklahoma city it'll have a nice uh letterhead and everything where they can click on it so let's just go to the website uh click on training and it'll show a couple uh options you can pick from you just pick the oklahoma city training and that's our uh, in-house training so Love it, love it. Just in time for the drive home. Oh, James is James is listening in the car. Stay on the road, James. No watching, just listening. Uh, nothing to see here, buddy. Uh, Corey Nichols, how you doing, bud? Uh, Matt Moore, he legend. He must be talking about Chris White. There's no way he's talking about talking me. about Danny. Talking about Danny. Talking about Danny. Danny. Absolutely. <laughs> Jack Bucknell's in the house. How you doing, Jack? So we got Jack. some Facebook users. Uh, yeah, you guys have to click the link that says uh, StreamYard. <laughs> otherwise, they, otherwise they you're shall, just... They shall remain nameless. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, some people want to remain... Uh, some people want to, you know... Sneak in here, anonymous. They can they can get some Ooh. interesting comments in here. Oh, Matt Moore says he was talking about Jonathan Van Fontaine. So yeah, ah, none that's of us. Right. None of us. That makes more sense. Uh, uh, All right, that that makes yeah. sense. All right, that makes sense. I'm still a little off. Yeah. Like, ah, me. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Matt Seaton. still Matt still uses a wooden hammer that was crafted uh, by Mr. Van den Fontaine himself. So yeah, yeah I think Matt yeah. does have a little bit of Jonathan worship going on in his. Uh... Yeah, wow. Well, it's hard not to. I've only seen. Yeah, Hudson is uh, giving you the nod on the on the winning background, Danny. So good for you. Uh, actually, you know that's good for everybody because what is what is behind you there? What's going on with all that? Man, we got everything. It's our store we're gonna have, and also that our grand opening. Don't forget, guys, the third is gonna be our grand opening of the store. I kind of pan around just a little bit. So we got yeah, yeah. level so one, level two systems. Yeah, and we got some more stuff going up, so it's not quite complete, but we're getting there. It's Listen, getting, yeah, that's yeah. all. That's all Danny's uh, handiwork. He and he and Desiree have put a tremendous amount of effort into yeah. making that what it is. Uh, I don't know how many had seen the shop before, but it looked 
nothing like that. And so, yeah, he's he's done a tremendous amount of work. Desiree's done a tremendous amount of work. It's going to be a, a pretty cool thing. Uh, as It already is, but it's, it's going to be – we're going to make it into a destination over the course of time. A Kiko experience. That's, what that's we're right. Kiko experience. Love it. Love it. Yeah. So that's uh, Friday, the 3rd of December is the grand opening. And you guys are going to have like a, a, a grand opening, like a little open house type of party and uh, everybody can come in and food and, truck. Yeah. Have food, a food, food truck. truck. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. Food truck. Some beverages. Yes. Yep. Hey, and uh, that's going to be uh, from 12 noon to 7 p.m. or later. I mean, you know, it's just we just got to put a number up there. But it's going to be a right. good time. Yeah, that uh, sounds like tons of fun. I'm excited for it. I'm I am coming for that as well. So the I'll be coming in Wednesday night, Thursday. Uh, I'm going to get all learned up. By, by Danny Hacker on how to properly glue pull. And uh, then Friday, grand opening party. And I get to, you know, take yeah. take a bunch of your money, I guess, playing cornhole. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> we'll we'll, we'll see. see if we'll see if we can we'll make see. that happen. Or, or, you know, whatever. Maybe I'll bet you a taco off of the food truck or something. Uh <laughs> There was, there was, I, I don't, I hate to bring this up, but there was a ton of what I would call very illegal gambling going on at Matt Moore's event. I'm not going to mention any names, but, but like there, there was, there was piles of money and dice being thrown. And uh, I mean, just things you wouldn't expect uh, at such a incredible incredibly professional establishment as what matt runs <laughs> yeah yeah well i did see it looked like somebody was was using a a pdr tool as a hook for the craps <laughs> yes and uh, yeah. i saw some of those photos that's was, that's was pretty funny i thought yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah man, so i guess we're gonna have to up that then I'm wondering if Hudson, if this is Hudson saying he's going to be there because we did take second place at uh, the PDR World Cup uh, Cornhole Championships. And uh, he's, I guess, wanting to defend that. Yeah, yeah. Second place. Who beat you? Uh, Joe Stonich and his partner. I forget who his partner was. I mean, I don't know if this is probably hard for you guys to believe, but. I had a few beers that day, and I don't exactly remember everything in a, a pristine manner here. But uh, I know we didn't win, and we got a tiny little trophy, and uh, it was fun. That's all that really matters. I had a, a ton of fun. And, uh, yeah, Matt Moore is uh, none too happy with some of your uh... – Snitches get snitches. That's funny, funny. <laughs> oh my gosh, Hudson, for crying out loud, your back hurt from carrying us that day. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, it's I'm sure he did I'm sure he did the uh, bulk of the the heavy lifting. For sure, for sure. But yeah. So it sounds like a ton a really fun event. I'm I'm excited for it and uh so then you guys will just be kind of open for walk-ins in in perpetuity from that point yeah we as have far as now but yeah gotcha do yeah. do a lot of people just come in off the street there or is it uh a more it's been picking up a lot lately uh i mean last week we had like five people come in but i mean more oh, and more once the word gets out because most yeah. people are still going to the uh warehouse so now they're just okay. learning that this is actually going to be the establishment. So, so we're gotcha. just now gotcha. really getting the word out. So, yeah, yeah, and so that's Friday the third. Have you got Have you got an address? Where Where should people go? We don't want them to go to the warehouse. Apparently, that's exactly right. Yeah, uh, twelve twenty four East High Line. Twelve twenty four oh. East High Line in Mustang. East High Line, Mustang, yeah, Oklahoma. Yep. 
And there's a uh, what is that? A Hilton? Uh... A, there's a yeah a, a a Hampton a Hampton Inn yeah Hilton property yep Hampton Hampton Inn Mustang it says uh, when you when you check in I I got my hotel there and yeah it's about this close if you're looking on Google Maps so I don't know how far that is but it's about it's, it's about that far away it's literally like you know Danny can't hit a driver very far but you know he could probably <laughs> he could probably hit a driver from uh our yard to through a window in that hampton inn definitely all right well uh that, that could door. be a, that could be a good alarm clock for me so i will uh i'll draw a target on my window when i get there wednesday night and you can wake me up thursday morning <laughs> with a with a golf ball through the window uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, uh, Sally's coming up. My wife's coming out on Friday at some point. There's only one direct flight every day from Minneapolis to OKC. So, I think it'll be later in the afternoon, three, four o'clock, something like that. But, uh, so yeah, I'll have to uh, lay off the beverages until I can go pick her up. But, uh, yeah, Friday evening should be tons of fun and, and it'll be good to, to see and meet, I would imagine uh, a bunch of bunch of guys will be coming in for that. And then uh, the very next day is the Anson open house that Saturday, so I'll be driving down, driving down to Anson from there. So uh, should be fun. What's that Anson Christmas party? Pardon right. my. So tons of fun, tons going on. I mean, I'm excited. December is going to start off with a bang. Some GPR training and a new. Uh, Mm-hmm. Grand opening at Kiko and a Christmas party at Anson and tons of fun. Oh, you know what we're doing uh, a couple days before the training event? Danny doesn't even know when we're going. Now, he knows we're going, but he didn't know where we're going. So, like, um, so the training event is the second. So on the thirtieth, uh, we, Danny and I, and Jonathan are going to be down in the Dallas area, and we are going to be at the Gas Monkey Garage uh, demonstrating the full Kiko Global (laughs) Repair System to uh, Richard Rawlings and his crew. When is this? This will be the 30th of uh, November. So, yeah, Tuesday of that, you know, a couple days before you arrive. Lucky. That's amazing. (laughs) That's really cool. Oh my god. I I could have had a beer with Richard Rollins. Uh man. <laughs> you better have one with him for me. Miller Light. Uh, I, I you know, he was he was drinking a Miller Light about this tall at the <laughs> uh baggage claim in Vegas and I just thought <laughs> what the hell, you know, like nothing ventured, nothing gained, so I just went over and struck up a conversation and one thing led to another, and then, and next thing you know, he agreed to have us come in and demonstrate our our equipment for him. So very nice. cool, yeah. Tons of fun, tons of fun. Yeah, should very be fun. Cool. Yeah, yeah. And then he will probably offer to buy a level two system, but he's going to start at, at at least half price. <laughs> oh, that's right yeah, yeah. That's all right you'll have a lot of cash though so that'll be good yeah. but he he has been known to overpay sometimes so i might be able to work a little bit of magic yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> listen just Daddy keep that mind. when he when yeah. he asks you how much it costs just be like yeah they're about five grand yeah. and then <laughs> then you can settle at the pro- appropriate number uh, <laughs> Danny, Danny, will, Danny will either get uh, nothing for it or twice as much as retail. We don't know which. <laughs> he's been he's been known to do both. <laughs> he's, he's charged twice as much as retail and zero dollars. <laughs> it's a learning curve, man. Come on, I'm learning. <laughs> Oh, but that's no. what happens when you give a body tech a computer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, at least it sounds like they're balancing out, you know? So if, it, if that's you what I said them. back when I told Chris. It, it balances out. That's right. Oh, yeah. It, just, it works out. It works yep. out. 
love it love it oh Kruggy's in the house but yeah that's uh that's awesome man that's that's really cool speaking of uh SEMA which I when you said you saw him at the baggage claim I'm assuming it was at SEMA it was at uh, SEMA, yeah. there was some other pretty cool stuff that happened for you guys at SEMA as well what what, what is this you won uh was it new product of the year or what what was the yes. official title yeah, yeah, it's uh, uh, the best new product of the year in the collision and refinish category. So, you know, we've taken elements of our uh, system to SEMA before, but, you know, each year, of course, we add uh, different tabs and other things, and we've never really submitted it to SEMA as, as a new product. So we submitted uh, the you know, new system for 2021 uh, to uh, SEMA as a new product. And, you know, this is uh, one thing that is kind of funny. Uh, actually, Danny probably didn't think it was as funny as, as, as and neither did I at the time. But um, so I, I rolled that, you know, system over to their judging area on Monday when we were setting up and you know, got it all, you know, submitted. And, and then basically the last thing the lady says, well, um, you know, you might want to monitor your phone like between three and 6 PM because that's when we'll, uh, let the winners know. And I just let it go in one ear and out the other, because I thought, well, we're not going to win anything. You know, it's really just to have it sitting over there in the judging area was the whole reason why I wanted to, you know, be in, be involved. And so then anyway, setup days you guys know setup days they're they're busy and so then after we got set up we went to a late lunch and then you know uh we're kind of walking around vegas and stuff and you know i, I miss you know, regrettably i miss more phone calls than i'd like to think about sometimes and i always just catch <laughs> up on them later and so anyway i missed a few phone calls and then i went to dinner uh with gene and dave and and then I was tired, man, because we'd set up for a couple days and uh, and I just went straight to bed without really checking voicemails or anything. I woke up like at two o'clock in the morning, couldn't sleep, started looking at my phone, saw that I had like four voicemails. And the last one said, can you please call us back before you go to bed tonight? We need to talk to you tonight. Like, oh, oh, no. So I didn't, you know, I didn't know what this thing was. So I Google around and I realized that there's like a new product breakfast uh, awards thing, you know, the, that following, you know, the day that they choose the winners. And I thought, oh, gosh, we must have won this thing. And I could tell it was a cell phone. So I texted the person and I said, ah, you know, it's the middle of the night. I'm sorry I went to bed early. You know, sorry I missed you. Call me at 545. I'll be up. I mean, 5.45 on a dot, they call and they say, look, you've won this award. You know, this is a big event. Jay Leno's going to be there. Keith Urban's going to be there. Can you guys be there? And I'm like, yeah. So, <laughs> so then I text everybody and we hustle our rears around and, and get down to the uh, convention center. And yeah, it was, it was a, an incredible, incredible event. It was extremely well done. It was something that we didn't, certainly didn't expect to win and and we had no idea the magnitude of, of what we'd won until after we'd won it basically yeah. that's yeah. awesome man. Yeah. that's so cool so take me through 2 a.m to 5 45 did you did you get <laughs> any sleep at all in those in that time frame i actually did go back to sleep for a couple hours so yeah it was <laughs> yeah yeah, it's uh, that's it's gotta be yeah. that's gotta be a tough go. Gotta be a tough crazy. go. It was crazy. Yeah, man. Oh man, I, I can't imagine. Yeah, very exciting stuff. That's that's really cool. Um, uh, yeah, and yeah, I mean, gotta find I, that trophy. <laughs> it's a trophy that I do. It's a, it's in uh, the office at the plant. So okay, yeah. I was looking. I was like, yeah. we lost it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> any any chance it's going to make an appearance at the grand opening i i i just i just want to get in proximity to it so i can feel some of the energy coming off it uh I'm, probably a pretty good chance it'll make it over there yeah yeah we gotta you know create kind of a 
some kind of a spot for that thing to sit long term, you know, maybe a, like a some kind of a case with, you know, yeah, hydrogen, yeah. hydrogen gas on the inside so that it doesn't, you know, tarnish or anything over time. We got to get the oxygen out so it doesn't, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. You might, you, you might want to build a bigger case than you think. From from some of the stuff I've I've seen from you guys over the years, and and the direction everything is going. I mean, you might need more than room for just the one trophy. So, uh, I, I, ex I expect you'll need a huge case at some point. So, uh, leave leave some room. Uh, that's all I'm saying. Uh, but yeah, that that's really cool. So, uh, so man, oh man, you got that. You got Richard Rollins on the hook. Uh, I, I don't suppose they're going to make a whole episode out of it, but it would be cool if you got any any sort. Are they still even shooting that show? I think they are. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Love yeah. it, love it. Wow, they're that'd be cool them. if. Yeah. Get I mean, yourself a, a TV uh, credit or two. Uh, reveal or whatever they call. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Didn't they have like a like a slingshot or something there, Tima? Is that this year? Maybe. I don't Can't know. Have, they like unveiled yeah. a slingshot? Yeah. They might have. I, like I barely, you know, how, how would you know? I mean, like, we didn't even get a chance to leave the booth. We were so I busy. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, for guys that haven't been, myself included, I've never been to SEMA, regrettably. Uh, and I would have went this year if I would have. Uh, if a, a Facebook user said, yeah, they did do a slingshot. But I would have went this year, but I thought I was having surgery. It never happened. So that's a whole nobody cares about story. But uh, what what uh, what is SEMA like for you guys? I mean, is there uh, like an auto body wing that you guys have your booth in, or how does how does that work out? Yeah, there's a there's a the what is it the um, upper South Hall now. It used to be that there was the collision area was in the west gate and and the uh, north and part of the north hall but they've uh, revamped and got even more space at sema and so the collision area is the upper south hall and it's a really huge hall with a really great area for all of every anybody and everybody that's related to collision so it was it's a really nice setup they have and this was the first year for that um the you know, the uh, the ICAR guys had a huge booth and ICAR had education going on all week long as well, where they had different um, OEMs, different, uh, you know, people from SCRS and CIC and different topics that they would bring up and, and discuss and, and educate folks on. Matter of fact, they had they did one on glucose repair and uh, Gene and I you know, sat down with, with ICAR and a, a, a gentleman from uh, SCRS and, you know, had, uh, you know, a, a bit Hold of a Q&A time on, on Glupool. So, yeah. Chris, mm -hmm. you're talking to a bunch of PDR guys here. Nobody knows what SCRS is. Society of Collision Repair <laughs> Specialists. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Society and CIC is... Collision industry conference. So these are all things that I didn't know about until two years ago either. So, uh, yeah, but but those guys, uh, both of those organizations, do a lot for the collision industry to um, bring awareness to what um, shop owners and technicians are facing, and trying to bring shop owners and and. Uh, uh, OEMs and and insurers together to um, be able to make sure that there's you know just I would call it good communication uh, and opportunity for success. Really trying to think through the um, the challenges uh, that that each face. And so you know I think that the people that are in that um, those organizations, what I really am impressed with them about about them is the fact that. They are very unselfish. You know, it, it's guys that, that truly are 
wanting the right thing for the industry, you know, rather than for them themselves. And, you know, I, I, I see that, you know, uh, some as, as well in, in some of our um, events in and around like MTE with, with PDR, there's just a, you know, you start um, getting involved in, and the guys that get involved are, are thinking outside of themselves and really more for the benefit of, of the entire industry. So, yeah, um, that's right, what, right. That's what uh, Collision Industry Conference is and Society of Collision Repair Specialists. Yeah. Yeah. And they volunteer their time, right? I mean, that's right. It's all volunteer. Yeah. So, I mean, that's right. A None lot of guys of time are paid traveling. They, they got to pay mm -hmm. for their own flights, hotels, all to get together just to better the industry. You know, and, yep. and they yeah. fight, you know, that's... they want to, everybody to do proper repairs. So, I mean, it's, it's huge. Yeah, yeah. That's really cool. And there's, I mean, how many, I mean, we have Mobile Tech Expo. And, uh, you know, there's some other shows that have, you know, tried to come onto the scene. And, you know, I guess it remains to be seen if, if you know, PDR World Cup or Dream or, or some of these other ones, you know, to, just they haven't become fully formed yet. Uh, we'll just we'll just say they they haven't reached maturity just yet. So it's remains to be seen where they're going to go. But. I mean, how many of these auto body shows are are there out there? I mean, it seems like I've seen you guys at shows multiple times this year. Uh, there was the one in Texas, ABAT. There was the one in Jersey. I mean, how many collision shows are there every year? Do you have an idea of that number? Um. You know the the big one of, of you know nothing compares to to SEMA that's for sure. Um, yeah. And then you know there used to be NACE and and NACE has really fallen off, but you know it's another national show. Um, and don't ask me what NACE stands for because I can't re re remember what that is. But we did that show a couple times, but it wasn't that great. Then all those regional shows is what you're talking about, like the Texas Auto Body Show, the um, Northeast, you know, AASP Northeast. Um, then there's, I mean, gosh, there's at least, uh, yeah, there's at least ten different ones I would say. Yeah, in, you know, yeah, and yeah, yeah. we'll probably we're not going to exhibit at all of them, I don't think, you know. But I mean, we will do four or five, in, you know, next year, you know, couple yeah, that yeah. with you know, two or three PDR shows from, uh, yeah. So we're, yeah, we'll be we're, doing, a, 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 a big collision show in, in Australia next year as well. So, yeah. But I mean, believe it or not, PRs, yeah, even DPR in the collision industry is still fairly new. Like when I go to some shops and I set up these kits, the guys, they walk over and they're like, what is this? Like they've never seen it. And most <laughs> yeah, of the people yeah. that, and honestly, most of the people I meet in these shops, they're not even on Facebook. So they have no idea about GPR. So, I mean, just watching it literally grow and, like, awareness to it, it's just, it's been, it's been amazing, really. Yeah, really I'm, I'm sure, yeah. And, you know, it's it's the same for, for a lot of us PDR guys. I mean, you know, most guys get a certain number of accounts, and those are the body shops they go to, but when you find yourself in a new shop, you know, oftentimes, you know, someone, at least one of the techs is going to come over and ask you, you know, what you're doing, what is this, what is that? And, you know, yeah. the the old school of thought was, you know, put your tools down and walk away. That's kind of how I was trained. Like, don't, you don't give up any secrets. And, you know, now more and more, you know, I'm, I'm happy to show guys certain things, you know, and uh, yeah. yeah. And well, to be honest, body with, shops I'm going to next week. I mean, I, they have your one of your kits in there, and uh, and yeah. Man, I mean, most I of get, the most of the guys they they could care less about PDR. They really don't like you bring it up. And like, I have no desire for that. I just want to get the repairs done better. That's it. Like, yeah. You know, they they really like what they do. They had. You know, they have no desire to really learn PDR, but they love the fact of loophole, you know? So, oh, yeah. I mean, that's, well, that's yeah. Now, I mean, that gap, you know, agreed, you know? agreed 100%. And, you know, I mean, the, the common complaint is, you know, you, 
you can't weld the studs on anymore without ruining the panel because they're so thin and yeah. and the foam on the backside. I mean, you'll catch them on fire. You will catch them on fire nowadays. Yeah, that uh, it's going to require more than a little bit of mud and a paint job in that in that instance. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, somebody's asking when is that in Australia? This Facebook user might be from Australia. Uh, it's in April, um, yeah. April of next year. The first, I don't know, remember the exact date, but I think it's somewhere around the sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth of of uh, of April, um, in Melbourne, I believe. Fun, fun, very exciting times. Watch out for the wallaby. Um, I don't know why I have to do that. It just compelled. Uh, uh, it says Irma Linda was asking that. Okay. Uh, Irma Linda loves to travel, so she might make a special trip. That's a good excuse, Irma Linda. And if you go for business, it's a write-off. Uh, so there you go, guys. There you go. Uh, super cool. Super cool. Uh, so... Uh, what is it? So you go, you're going all over the country, Danny. And well, Chris, you're doing some of these trainings at the shops too, yeah. correct? He actually took his uh, training for me. He took it. Uh, we had a training. It was 25 guys. And Chris was like, you know what? You need to stay home with your family. I'm taking this. If you go, you're fired. So he's like, you stay wow. home. So he, he literally flew out and did a huge, probably the biggest training. I think, you know, a lot of us have done 25 guys killed it. So that was huge. Ah, oh, shucks. That's that's amazing. Yeah. So is that is that a that's twenty five guys? It's got to be a pretty dang big shop. What uh, what are you seeing yeah. on an average shop? Is it more like eight to twelve guys, something like that, or? Oh, or yeah. I mean, I would say what is it, Danny? Probably four to eight would be you know yeah. usually what yeah. you're training. Yeah, and usually with the tech shortage that we were talking about earlier. Uh, sometimes like two guys in these big old shops, you know, but usually it's like two to about six. I mean, it's usually the average number. But yeah. 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 Seems about right. Seems about right. At least from the different body shops I've been through, it's uh, yeah, yeah. You get anything over six and that's a, that's a banging shop. You got yeah. a lot of, yeah. a lot of vehicles rolling through there. Uh, yeah, yeah. That shop I was that shop I was in in North Dakota was you know the biggest is in Grand Forks, North Dakota, and it was you know probably the biggest shop I ever been in to be honest with you. And it was related to the dealership. It was, um, and and they did invite you know I'm gonna say six or seven guys were from uh, a community college you know that that had our system, and so they invited them to to just sit in on the training. But they did legitimately have 18 or 19 metal workers in this wow. one shop. So, yeah. yeah. Hot diggity. That is, uh, it is impressive. And it's Holy definitely not slowing down. Yeah. Definitely so what is that? Up. So there's more and more shops getting trained. So what does that training basically look like? If I, if I'm talking to one of my body shop accounts and, you know, trying to explain to them that they can get this kind of training. Uh, I mean, what do you guys, what do you guys come in and do? Are you working on live metal or are you just showing the basics yep. or how, do, how does yeah, it go down? Coming in. So I will fly into wherever the shop is at. I'll come in about eight o'clock in the morning. Sometimes they haven't even put the cart together. So I'll build the cart set up all the tools uh we'll go into the conference room do a powerpoint and after the powerpoint we'll go out and look around see if they got some live damage to work on and then i'll, I'll stay there you know throughout the day and just work with each guy you know or until they're like hey we got this this is because it's it's easy i mean it's, it's an easy process you know we made that six oh. process for literally everybody out there it don't matter what you're using. That 6C process is going to make whatever glue you use I mean, great, you know. So, and with our tools and our large surface area on our tabs, we're able to, like, move some crazy metals with that process. So, I mean, we've... Yeah, yeah. You know, 
really oh, open yeah, the well, gate for. Yeah, and if you guys aren't following the the Kiko Collision, what's what's the name of that Facebook group? Why can't I roll it off the Kiko Collision group? Uh, yeah. Danny does some really impressive repairs in there. Kiko Collision and PDR, I think. <clears throat> yeah. 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 Yep. Love it. Love it. It's just great. And the guys love it. And it's it's awesome just watching their eyes just light up, you know. It's how well the system works as a whole, you know. Because you know, when I go through the whole system and I you know, I I let them know that everything works together, like it's interchangeable. I mean it's it's the full system is you know, it's where it's at. Yeah, yeah. You gotta move the full spectrum of repairs all the way from the smallest damage all the way to the largest damage. Yeah. Are these body guys, are they more impressed when you do like a big dent or are they more impressed when you get the smaller ones out? You know, man, they love the big, being able to move them large dents because, you know, with a stud puller, you're either going to pull a hole or you're going to distort them up. It's so hard to pull a big area with 5,000 studs across the whole panel. So when we put like a super tab or, you know, a large centipede on there and watch that big yeah. move, I mean, they're just, I mean, the lights go off. They're just like, wow. But then you do the yeah. small little detail dent, and they're like, man, I, you know, now I'm not filling it with material. I'm just kind of blocking it. I'm sending it to paint. And, you know, and it's, it works great. Even the painters, they come walking in like, yes, I'm glad these guys are using this system. You know, because it, it saves down on materials, and, you know, you ain't got to worry about product shrinking up down the road because you're not using as much. So it's an all-around win. A win, win, win. Love it, love it. I would say uh, aluminum is what they get the most excited about our system for. I mean, yeah, they love it for steel, but but aluminum, they you know that the aluminum rips and tears. I mean, they just don't have Ah. a, a good solution. And then plus, so there's really you know I would say the two things: one, working with aluminum; two, the fact that there are so many of those foam pads that you know noise vibration stuff on the back side you know that that catches literally catches on fire those are the those are the two biggest things that um i think they get excited about with regard to um glue pole repair you know but uh yeah but yeah and the 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 thing about the dings and getting those dings you know out to um a place of not pdr but you know we call it blockable you know where you hit it with like a 500 or whatever yeah you know that once you get in but doesn't require any filler because it's just a, a little ding you know the thing is if this is a door right let me get my hands right Oop, here we go this is a door and over here on this edge, over here on this edge, whoops, oh, hold on. On the edge, there's a little ding. Well, guess what? Now, if they can get that to blockable, now they don't have a blend panel over here. You know, they don't have to blend over into this panel, right? You know, because you have to blend where you're putting filler. Uh, and because they don't have to put filler, now if they can just get that ding to a level where they can block it out and and reshoot it now they don't have to blend that next panel over and they love that because it just saves them a bunch of time and a bunch of money so yes sir yeah. yes sir all things uh as pdr techs we're familiar with and uh yeah i think it's uh i think it's a good thing for the industry all the way around and uh it's going to be interesting to see when i mean I don't. Well, I mean, what what percentage of shops do you think are starting to adopt some of these methods? I mean, which do you think we've even hit the one percent mark at this point? Uh, I don't really have a good answer for that, but I'm guessing it's you know I, it's probably more than one percent, but it's not very many percent. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's probably yeah. you know one to three percent somewhere. You know, um, and. Yeah. I think that there's probably a greater percentage than that of people who have some element of glue pole that they've got somewhere down the line, but they didn't, but it was such a limited system that they didn't, and they, they didn't have any, any idea how to use it. Um, those are the things that, you know, what, because 
what I've seen, and it's everywhere that I go that people, they think, oh, okay, yeah, I've seen Glupol, I know Glupol, and then we roll in there with our system and our process, and they're like, wait a minute, like, I, you know, this isn't what I have, you know, I've got this kit off Amazon, or I've got this kit that they, that came with, you know, XYZ welding company, you know, gave us a handful of tabs and some glue, and, and you know, I can't do anything like this with that you know, what I've been exposed to. So that, that's, I think the, the full range of what's possible, you know, from rough out to finish just blows them away. And then, you know, again, process, you know, the, the process and training around it, literally we, we try to give it away. I mean, we, we're, we're giving away all the um, process and training right on our website, but uh, people still won't, pay attention to it enough to get proficient. You know, it's, you know, I think even at SEMA this time, I mean, we, we, we sold a ton of systems to people who didn't have them, but Danny was blown away with the number of people that maybe had part of our system or even our system that didn't fully understand the six C's and, and, you know, he spent 10 minutes with them, 15 minutes with them and they walked away, you know, really more capable and able to really use the system. Yeah. And so like, you know, I, I think that, you know, there's just a, a, a pretty big opportunity for you know, us to continue to train folks, you know, whether that be in person or, or online, because, you know, they just, yeah. they won't go watch the videos by themselves. Right. You know? Um, yeah. So, yeah. Well, yeah. And I mean, yeah. you can watch a hundred videos and, 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 or, do one day of training and you know, there's obviously levels of proficiency that, that different people are going to reach. And, you know, I'm no Bryce Kelly. I've been, I've been in PDR for 10 years plus now. And uh, th there's still techs out there that, you know, th there's one year techs that are probably better than me and, and, you know, talent and, and uh, proficiency varies across the board for, for different yeah. guys in different scenarios. But, uh, you know, there's, there's always something to learn. Uh, I feel like, and I'm, I'm always at least open to it and, and try to, I mean, that's part of the reason why when I knew you were having this grand opening with the training the day before, I was like, well, yeah, get me in here and, and, uh, let's see if I'm missing something. Uh, because, uh, it seems like, you know, I've seen, different demonstrations from from well all you guys really but gene especially i've seen gene do uh he did some crazy stuff at uh scato's in boston uh shout out to john scato rpm dent repair uh he did that yukon i think it was a yukon or a suburban that that sail panel into the quarter and man that thing was crushed and uh came out really nice uh so, you know, so, you know, speaking to some of doing some of that stuff, I mean, obviously when, when we are glue pulling some of these bigger type damaged areas, there's, there's always the risk or the possibility that these things aren't going to turn out hundred percent, or there's a, there's, you know, the possibility that you can get 80, 90% done with your repair. And then, you know, you end up pulling a tiny chunk of paint or, or maybe even a great big chunk of paint off the panel. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, we, we've talked about this and I think there's a lot of guys out there that are not taking on some of these bigger damage scenarios because, uh, you know, the, the sunk cost fallacy, you don't want to spend all day on a massive dent only to get to the end and, and rip paint off. Uh, and, uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess you've, you've expressed this to me, Chris, and, and I think you have some interesting points of view on it. So, uh, why don't you tell everybody kind of what your thinking is when we get into these, I guess you'd call them pushed paint scenarios or, or larger retail type situations. Right. So again, uh, 
if we remember what CIC and SCRS are, they're these organizations, you know, Collision Industry Conference, Society of Collision Repair Specialists, they have quarterly meetings, you know, not, not a trade show, but quarterly meetings where they talk a lot about what the collision industry is, is facing and trying to figure out, you know, what the, you know, just service of the industry, what, what the, what the biggest issues are uh, that they're facing. And one of the things that comes up uh, very consistently is what they call the technician crisis. Like they, they literally, you know, as, and, and maybe individually certain shops have more um, resource in labor than they do uh, work to perform it. But um, the, but the industry would say, that they are well short of resources, you know, to to repair dents, to paint, you know, uh, all, all of that, right? That that they have a crisis of technician availability inside the body shop. And so when I hear that, and then I also hear that one of the reasons why, you know, good solid paintless dent repair technicians don't attack big dents is because they're worried about um, whether they can get those to 100% perfection, you know, at such a level to where, you know, I hear guys say things that, listen, you know, if I, if I don't get it perfect, I don't charge. And so and when I hear that, I think that that makes zero sense to me because I know that there's a lot, you know, if, if a PDR guy gets something to where it's nearly perfect, well, you know, it probably doesn't need any filler at all. Maybe just block it out and reshoot it, or maybe just a light glaze, right? And and now it's ready to, um, ready to to reshoot. And and so um, I I start thinking, you know, if the body shop has a technician crisis, and PDR guys are trying to develop their skills to where now they can do more of the Bryce Kelly type stuff and get paid the two or $3,000 to do it, then why wouldn't they partner with a body shop and be able to take on some of that damage and maybe get paid, you know, a few hundred dollars or, you know, five, six, seven, eight hundred dollars you know, to, to get something mostly done. Right. You know, and then yeah. as they keep working and progressing now soon, maybe they'll, uh, be able to get that, you know, $2,000 repair and get it done to com complete perfection. Right. So, um, so anyway, that's, that's just something that, that, you know, in hearing two different groups talk, it just, you know, I, I'm one of the things that I try to do is, is find common ground, find areas of collaboration where, you know, each of the groups could, could help one another. And so that's, that's an idea that I think about uh, that uh, that I think would help both the collision industry and the PDR industry. So, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, when you look in, um, you know, if we're doing a, an insurance job for Mobile Tech RX, a hail damage job, very often, uh, you know, a push to paint is, is something that you can select, you know, if if there's already paint cracked or something of that nature. And I believe in Mobile Tech RX, it's a 20% discount, basically. Um, and I don't know if that style of pricing kind of would work in every scenario where you're still getting 80% of full retail. I'd be interested to hear what and or, you know, if other guys are, are doing some of these push to paint scenarios in a collision environment what are you guys getting like what what are you are you just doing the standard push to paint i have one of my body shops that i have worked with for years he treats me really well and uh you know we just we just kind of pull a number out of nowhere but uh for for that for that to scale or grow and perpetuate throughout uh you know i guess it would be throughout both industries with with pdr guys working in concert with collision guys you know we have to have some sort of agreement on you know what this style of repair is going to be worth and um i don't know maybe i need to uh you know pin down a, a paul cordon or you know somebody else who's you know maybe more familiar or, you know cliff 
Cliff, you worked in body shops for years. You know, you probably have a better idea of what uh, something like that would be worth. So I think we, yeah, we just, as I think as an industry and, you know, between us and the collision shops, we, we, we need to figure out where that, where the common ground is. And, you know, obviously it has to be worth it for us and it has to be worth it for them, for everybody to, to be able to come together. But, uh, like you say, there's there's definitely room there, and you know if that means whatever, you know, a few less a few less fenders in the landfill every year, it's probably better for everybody, you know. And and uh, I I think yeah, I think that's a a good point you make, and you know the more the more I think about it, the more I hear you talk about it, I'm like yeah, there there should be something out there that there. There's a way to make that work so that more PDR techs are doing some of that push to paint style damage. So, and yeah, like pull the paint. There we go. My bad. My bad. Uh, <laughs> it's going to vary from vehicle to vehicle, comparative pricing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Time and effort, all those things. Uh, yeah, so it's just it's difficult to have a system because there are so many variables, and uh, yeah, we just all need to put our heads together and and start thinking about how how to fill in those variables and how to make it work. And uh, you know, we don't we don't come up with these things overnight. And if the more we talk about it, I think uh, the further down that road we'll get. So it'll be, it should be interesting. And, and yeah, if, if you guys ask your shops too, when you're doing those trainings, I mean, there's, there's gotta be a way to, to structure yeah. that, set it up so that we have a better idea of, of what to charge and what makes it worth it for them and us all at the same time. So, but yeah, I mean, I would think that probably just be like a minimum flat rate on that for the PDR tech. You know what I mean? You would think like 200 bucks, like a flat rate for each dent, regardless. You know what I mean? You would think, because I mean, you're not going to have a guy come in there for like 75 bucks to push the paint. So you'd probably have to have it at least a. Yeah. Well, you, you want to have a minimum for sure. But at, yeah. you know, at the same time, uh, you know, no, it's no tough. I mean, it's, 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 no two dents are created same. equal. And, that, you know, that's, that's, yeah. that's why we have that's our it. pricing chart. So when we're measuring yeah. out, you know, it's just a three-inch dent and a crease yeah. and a body line, this, that, and the other. You know, are we able to, you know, pull it to pull it to to that to a an acceptable yeah. level? And you know, that's subjective yeah. too. Like, you know, everybody's yeah. Not everybody's hundred percent is the same. I can guarantee you that. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. obviously, their eighty percent isn't going to be the same either. And you know what? what at what percentage is it yeah. good enough to just block, or what percent do you just glaze? Or, I mean, there's yeah, so many levels there. But yeah, it's uh, I don't know. That's why you know. I've got one body shop that I do this with on a regular basis. He does a ton of deer hit work and, uh, you know, he's trying to avoid blending into, you know, the whole side of the vehicle. If we can get the front two panels or the back two panels, depending on the damage, obviously, yeah. and, you know, get it, get it good enough. So we're not painting the whole vehicle and, and not blending everything. Cool. Uh, well, here's a big thing with blends now. I've been uh, just heard recently from a shop that they are not being able to get certain toners. So now, not only not not only are we running into part shortage, but now we're running into being able to get toners for paint. So it's going to be exciting to see uh, you know how much stuff we're going to have to you know at least attempt to try to fix. And this cars are going to sit for months and months, you know. So, yeah. Oh yeah. Right. And, yeah. you know, I guess from my perspective, it's it's this process of pushing the limits that then will uh, create more full paintless uh, repairs, you know, because, again, it's the it's the 
the end game isn't necessarily the pull to paint. You know, the end game is getting, you know, more visibility for paintless dent repair to where, because so in, in my mind, uh, it, it becomes, there's not a shop unless there's massive damage from hail. That's not PDRable. Every body shop and PDR guy on the planet agrees that hail damage should be fixed with paintless dent repair. Right. But there's a whole bunch of, but there's a whole bunch of dents that, that a good PDR guy, I'm just going to use this kind of size stuff that a good PDR guy could, could fix that body shops end up um, failing in painting. And so it's the, it's the lack of awareness and the lack of collaboration that, you know, uh, creates those dents still get, filled and painted right you know so yeah. um yeah so so anyway and and you know roughing those things out is never gonna you know gain as much um revenue for a pdr guy as being able to finish those because at the end of the day it's that last five percent that's the magic and that's the piece that 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 you should be paid exponentially better for, right? You know, so right. the rough out part, the rough out part, you know, you you should get paid well to do that. But that last 5% in my mind ought to be able to get paid just as much as if you um, filled it and painted it, you know, because it's a better repair. I mean, it's, you know, if it's a, if conventionally it's a $2,000 repair to rough it out, fill it and paint it, then if a person could do it um, to completion in full PDR, then it ought to be worth at least that, maybe more, you know? And so it's just oh, setting yeah. that expectation, you know? And so mm-hmm. anyway, then, so that, to me, that's the end game is, is not to stop at, you know, uh, pull the paint or push the paint, right? But it's, but it's to push that envelope and, and then to create that awareness to where then it just creates more opportunity to um, where more, dents where the paint is not broken are finished with paintless dent repair yeah yeah and i think any guy would tell you any any pdr tech would say i mean if when when you start doing the bigger smash work and i mean obviously there's gonna be some of those failures along the way and uh you know unfortunately most most of us definitely me i mean along the way when i was learning to do these bigger smashes you you crack the paint or something goes wrong you end up not charging but if you are partnered with a body shop you know then you can come behind and paint and you know i think uh i don't want to speak out of turn here but i do believe that's kind of how bryce kelly got his chops to where he got them uh i mean beyond just being unbelievably talented. Uh, but he he worked in a body shop, so he always had that to kind of fall back on. Well, I can give this thing a shot because if I do screw it up, the paint booth is right next door, so we're good to go. And, uh, yeah. and yeah, I mean, obviously he put in tons of time and, and practice and uh, – and, uh, is very talented so but i think it's not out of the realm of possibility that that a lot of these bigger dents can be repaired fully uh with painless dent repair so it'll be it'll be interesting to see i mean you see it more and more and more and there's a ton of guys like on instagram and, and facebook that you know when you see their repairs like, i mean i'm i'm shocked every day and uh, I don't see that going away. I see it only getting more and more. And uh, it's it's fun to it's, it's been fun to watch. So uh, look forward to seeing more and more of that stuff out there. Uh, so yeah, keep pushing, guys. Let's get this big stuff done and and uh, make more money and and shoot less paint. So, uh, but yeah. Uh, I don't know anything we missed on that topic that that you guys think we need to cover. Anything we missed overall? We're right about the hour mark here, and uh, I mean, 
it's just so much going on. It's uh, exciting times. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, if there's nothing else I, I forgot, I, I will encourage everybody one more time to get down to Oklahoma City on the uh, 2nd and 3rd of December. The 2nd is the, uh, the glue pole training. The 3rd is the grand opening party with food trucks, cornhole, and, and Danny Hacker. I mean, what more do you need? That's that's enough for a good time to be had by all, and uh, I mean that's why I'm coming. Sorry, Chris. Uh, <laughs> I know I'm, I know I'm about to get paid overtime. It's five thirty, boys. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Love it. Love it. Yes, I mean, we can keep this going for a long time. Uh, if you're buying beer when I get down yeah, there, that's Danny. what I'm talking about. Let's go. <laughs> yeah no and if you guys have never had a beer with with danny or chris uh, I've, i had that opportunity in vegas and uh yeah highly recommend so get down get down to okc on the second and third get some training in get some get some uh awesome. beers in and and uh i gotta see this shop for myself it looks super cool on camera but uh i can't wait to can't wait to see it in person and uh, probably pull a few few things off the wall in there. Uh, oh, yeah. Between now and then. Tabs in here. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, I heard those are them. all right. I heard those are all right. Maybe we'll, we'll give it a shot. We'll give it a shot for Thank sure, you. for sure. Uh, well, between now and then is uh, a wonderful day. It's Black Friday. What uh, you guys got? Anything cool going on for Black Friday? We do. Danny, you want to tell them? Yeah, we got ten percent off Black Friday, uh, and all the way through the uh, what is it, uh, Cyber Monday? Yeah, yeah. Ten percent off as well on all Kiko products. Yeah. So ten percent off. Jackpot. Love it. Love it. It's a great deal. Get. Get yourself over to KikoTabs.com there and get your 10% off on uh, all things Kiko from Black Friday all the way through Cyber Monday. And free shipping. And free shipping. And free shipping. Yes. Hot diggity. Hot diggity. Hot dog. I forgot that. Get on it. Get on it. There went your overtime. There went your overtime. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah uh, so yeah oh yeah cliff loves your stuff uh oh ray and Irma Linda are gonna be in uh, jamaica there's no need to rub it in guys you already said you were yeah. gonna be in jamaica earlier no we're we're happy for you i'm on and enjoy all the jamaican goodness uh maybe yeah i mean i don't know is there pdr guys in, is there a pdr guy in jamaica i don't know I've never, yeah. I've never heard of one, but there's gotta be, right? Gotta uh, be. I don't know. Maybe land an account down there, guys. That that hey, would they be. They do good. some wild repairs. They do some wild repairs. Like I have a in my Facebook group, crazy, like pretty pretty impressive. Some of them. So hmm. they ain't got yeah. you know they ain't got all this fancy stuff you know. And some oh no yeah that's they gotta yeah, work with what they got. They make it happen. I've, they make it happen. There's, there's some interesting corners of Jamaica that I saw when I, I got married yeah. down there and uh, we had a weird fishing tour. That's a that's a whole nother <laughs> podcast. We can't get into it here. But uh, yeah, so uh, that'd be interesting to see. So see if you guys yeah. can't get an account down there. Maybe, you know, bring a couple of Kiko tabs, some glue, you know, see what you can't get fixed down there. And yes, please. Oh. Please have a drink for me. All right, all right, all right. So, funny uh, real, hey, real quick, John. He, uh, Danny mentions his Facebook group. Listen, like you think that he's got some tiny little Facebook group. Danny has the largest Facebook group, uh, on, you know, for collision and, and refinishers 
uh, uh, within Facebook. I think it has what 170 some thousand members. Is that right, yeah. Danny? And this is like, this is you know, total Danny. I mean, like he's just such a you know humble, sweet spirited. Uh, what's the name? Cool what's guy, the name of this you know? group? Yeah. What what's, is the name of what, Danny? Uh, Auto Body Repair Professional and Novice. Auto body repair. I'm typing it in. Sorry, professional and novice. Professional and yeah, and novice. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. My wife Was actually that? started that group for me. I was like, hey, start me a collision group. She's like, all right. There you go. <laughs> She's my secretary. <laughs> love it, love it. That's uh. Isn't that crazy? Search, search Biggest groups. group in all of Collision. Biggest group in all of... How many people are in this group, Danny? Like 172,000, I believe. Holy buckets. You're yeah. going to have to send me That's the link. All over the world. You're going to have to send me the link. I don't... I must be typing something in wrong here. Uh, I'm trying to find it, but... I'm probably spelling professional wrong. That sounds like me. Uh, anyway, I, I was yeah, gonna I'll pull it. it. I was gonna pull it up here, but uh, I don't. I'm not seeing it. Yeah. I'm probably typing in. I'm searching in the wrong bar or something. But yeah, send me that link. <laughs> well, All right. Hey, you probably <laughs> blocked me a long time ago. <laughs> 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 Guys, it's been tons and tons of fun. I got to uh, get get refueled here. I'm doing a doubleheader tonight. I've got John Hiley coming up at six o'clock, so uh, we're gonna get we're gonna get this show shut down and that one ready to rock. Uh, that's gonna be surrounding his uh, charity toy drive, which I believe you guys are uh, uh, donating tools to as well. Correct. We are, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. So uh, that'll be exciting. But, uh, yeah, everybody get down to OKC December 2nd and 3rd. Can't wait to have a beer with you. Can't wait to have a beer with you, Chris and Danny. And uh, the fun is just around the corner. So I'm excited. I can't wait. You. And uh, I don't know. Everybody else, until then. Oh, geez. I got all ready to say my little spiel. I wasn't on the right screen to hit the outro. All right, everybody else. Until then, live your dreams. Just wanted to thank you for listening to another episode of Dents and Dreams. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, compliments, or complaints, I can be reached at Dent Reaper across social media. And be sure to subscribe to the Dents and Dreams Facebook group and or YouTube channel. Because that's where it'll happen if and when you go live. Thanks again.